Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Dr. Mary Lou Ryder, your host for today, and the name of our show is Welcome to Ageless Ambition, the podcast for anyone who believes that age is just a number and that it's never too late to chase your dreams and achieve your goals. Our topic today is titled The Second Act, Unveiling New Horizons, and we have a special guest today, Wendy Green, who is a uh, podcast host herself. She hosts Hey Boomer, uh, and she serves an important inspirational role for people 55 to 75 who are looking for ways to live a meaningful and fulfilling life. So uh, good afternoon, Wendy. How are you today? Hi, Mary Lou. I am great, and I'm so happy to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Wendy, you really helped me when I was uh, early on retiring. Uh, I, you actually asked me to be on your podcast, and it was um, it was just a, a life-changing event. I wanted to ask you a little bit about about your podcast, Hey Boomers. Uh, can you share with us the inspiration that you had behind starting your podcast? And then um, can you talk a little bit about what motivated you to take on this huge task and become the voice for ba- baby boomers? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so March 2020, as we all know, the pandemic showed up in our country and started to shut everything down. And I had always been in training and development in corporate. And of course, you know, nobody's doing live training anymore. So we got shut down. And I thought to myself, you know what, people in this age group, in the boomer generation, were going to be really impacted severely by losing their their work, because not only did it give us a sense of purpose, but it's also much harder to find another job once you're over 50, 55. So I said to myself, okay, so if this is happening to me, how do I want to feel? And I said, I want to feel relevant. I want to feel like I still matter. I want to feel like I can still make a difference. I knew other people needed to feel that too. I did not know a lot about podcasting at the time, Mary Lou. So I called a few friends. I said, I'm going to start this show. I'm going to call it Hey Boomer. I'm going to do it as a Facebook Live. And that's how it started. And it's now, yeah, it started as a Facebook Live. It's now, um, we we stayed with live. So we now do live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So we stream live to those three platforms. And then I take the audio do some editing, and put it out to all of the different podcast players. So it has really taken off since then. It has. I remember my sister and I, um, you interviewed the two of us. I think we were like one of your early uh, podcasts, and uh, mm-hmm. I learned so much just from talking about it, having someone even ask me the question. Um, and so I know that you were saying you didn't know where it was going to go. So you actually took this challenge not really knowing how it was going to end up. And it sounds like you 
pretty successful right now with being connected to um, the baby boomer generation. It really has been an amazing journey. You know, um, I think in the beginning, <laughs> my brain felt like it was going to explode some days because the learning curve was so great to learn about all of the different technology that I needed to make it a good show and right. um, to find guests like you and your sister who could have really important, meaningful conversations with this audience. Um, and it has been an amazing learning experience. You know, I see that you have no uh, problem now having guests on your shows because I, I see it on social media all the time. I, I, I mentioned I, you're almost famous there, Wendy. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you, um, what did you feel like when you first retired? Was it like this empty feeling, like, what do I do next? I know I panicked. I just was like, oh, my gosh. Being, you know, you're out in the professional world one day, and then the next day you're not. How, how did that feel? Yeah, that's a really great question. And, you know, there's so many feelings, I think, that come up. At first, it's like, oh, I can breathe. I don't have to rush out the door, and then shortly after, it's the question of, well, who am I now? And I think, you know, it's it's a funny question because we don't always want to define ourselves as our career. We are so much more than that. And I think that's part of what I've been learning as I've been doing this show. Yes, I am a podcast host, but I am also a learner and I'm a grandmother, and I'm an educator, and I'm a, you know, a curious person. So I think as we've retired and and aged and developed into who we are now going to be in this next chapter, we're seeing it more holistically, and we're starting to recognize we're more than a title or a job. And And that's so critical mm -hmm. with what you're saying. I remember when I first retired, I was a school superintendent. I think that's in my bio, but I, my, I never had went to Costco. And I, on my first trip, I think I was two weeks out retired, I had a panic attack in Costco. I, you know, there one day I'm in high heels, and the next day I'm in these sneakers with this huge shopping cart. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? So you're right. right. It is more, and I totally define myself by my, my career. But what a, what a thought to start a podcast for, for our generation. So, I just can't um, uh, commend you enough. I wanted to ask you, um, you've had lots of conversations with individuals who are either retiring, contemplating retirement, or seeking meaningful changes in their lives. Can you think of a particularly impactful story or piece of advice that you've encountered during any of these interviews that resonate deeply with you and your listeners? Yes, I think... One thing for sure is that people are struggling with the word retire um, because, you know, retire is not our parents' retirement. We're not going to go home and just sit on the beach or play golf or because, like you said, you're going to get into Costco and you're saying, well, what else am I going to do? I have 12 more, 18 more hours of awake time. Um, I've had some really, really interesting guests um, so let me talk about Sky Bergman. Sky um, is a professor out uh, USC, University of Southern California. I don't remember which school, but she decided to make a documentary 
and she wanted to do a documentary of older adults, significantly older adults, 80, 90-year-old people who were living active, fulfilling lives. And so she made this documentary, which was really fantastic, and, and actually started with her grandmother. And now she's done a complete pivot where she's doing a more intergenerational kind of a, a film that has to deal with getting young people involved in voting and understanding the importance of being civically involved. And so it's really interesting how she has, you know, kind of reinvented herself as a filmmaker and mm-hmm. and is dealing across generations because, as we know, you know, trying to understand what the young people are saying and having them understand what we're saying and, the you know, the different experiences that we've had, it's so important to build those bridges. Yeah, it sounds like she, it sounds like that story you're talking about. You didn't really know what you were starting when you started Hey Boomer, but now it's turned into this whole full circle thing where you're interviewing all these interesting people. And, uh, and you mentioned earlier that you were going to be speaking at some universities on this. So you didn't even know what you were getting involved in. So what I, I hear you, you saying is you've got to just do something, right? <laughs> just anything? You do. Uh, you do. You, do. you know, I, I have a coaching program that I take people through. And one of the things that do is a life review. And a lot of times, like we were talking about earlier, you know, you define yourself by your job. Well, I've always been a teacher or an accountant or a nurse or whatever. And I have them look back and say, when you were young, what did you love doing that maybe you had Mm. to let go of because it wasn't part of your, you know, this is the way I'm going to make money. I need to be responsible for raising my family. It wasn't part of that picture. But now maybe you can go back and explore that. And I've had people find an interest in different kinds of volunteer work, like somebody wanted to be more involved in medicine, but they didn't go that way in a career. Well, now they're working with the Red Cross, and they're actually going to disaster areas. And that was part of what they found that they really love to do. Um, Another person who always liked to play music, you know, kind of um, casually played guitar but never thought about it seriously, now he's going out and playing out at clubs and venues and loving the reaction he's getting from the audience. He was a banker, right? So I think finding – yeah, so finding that that passion that you've left behind that you you know maybe and maybe you left it behind Mary Lou because your your parents or the people that you looked up to told you well you know you shouldn't do that because you really can't make a living doing that. Well, right. Now it's yeah. time, right? Now it's time to yeah. let go of those shoulds and do what is going to fulfill you. You know, that that really resonates with me because as I say, I had my panic attack in Costco and it didn't end. Um, being one minute you're this high achieving female out there in the world and the next minute you're in sneakers, which is fine. Um, but I, I didn't know how I was, what I was going to do. And I figured I went back to the work scene, like you said, and that wasn't really connecting. So one day I was just, um, 
running around the block, which I normally do. And it came to me, I said, I'm going to write a book. Well, doesn't everybody say that? But I came home and announced it to my husband. I'm going to write a book. And he said, oh, okay. What's it going to be on? I said, older women. <laughs> he said, yeah, go, go do it. Because when I was younger, I always wanted to write. So you're right to go back to your childhood oh. and think about the things that you were doing back then uh, as a child that worked for you. Um, we're going to so, take so, a so I'm going to oh, oh sorry go ahead I was Continue. going to just ask you another question. <laughs> you go ahead, go ahead. You're good at this. I, no, I was going to ask you. So when you decided you were going to write a book. How many times did you get in your own way, and how did you get over that? Well, I started to write the book on uh, males and females, and I reached out to both males and females on uh, what do you do with your day. I thought, well, I'll make this a learning piece for me too. And then I connected up with my sister, who was extremely depressed at the time. She was turning 61, I think it was. She was in a depression also, almost running our family with Duke, which we're all hyper. And she said, oh, why are you doing it with men? Just do it on women. You've, you've devoted your whole life to women. And that's where we took off with the women. I know you do both, hey, boomer, male and female, which is really cool. Um, but we did, we started, I started out with the, with the males also. And I said, no, I'm just going to, women are having the problems here. We need to get this but out I've, here. And I think having your sister working with you, the collaboration probably got you through a lot of the, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? Why, how can we do this? Yeah, exactly, because I was all by myself. We're going to mm -hmm. kick off for a little tiny break here with our sponsor. So um, we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all our sponsors and partners. Now, back to our show. So, um, again, Wendy, I wanted to ask you um, about ageism. Um, I'm working in the university. I'm still working. Um, and I just shared uh, with you earlier that they offered a full retirement to uh, anyone, all faculty who were over 65, um, full salary uh, to retire. And at first I was just thought it was just so insulting um, because I thought it was directly related to ages, and which I still believe it is. Um, mm -hmm. But I did not take the incentive. Um, could you talk to me about any of your guests or yourself? Have you experienced anything like that uh, since you've retired and you're on to your own venture experiencing ageism? I mean, it's a double entendre for you because you're interviewing boomers. But can you think of anything come to mind with that? Well, I've, I've experienced it certainly while I was working. Um, exactly. You know, in my, yeah, in my last career, I had developed an online university. That's what we called it. It was an online learning portal. Um, okay. And at some point, they decided that they didn't need me anymore, but they wanted me to train my successor, who was younger than me, and, you know, paid less than I was. And mm -hmm. it, became, uh, it became not a very uh, good way to leave that company. Mm -hmm. um, so, that, so that definitely um, was an ageist. 
thing. And yeah, that wasn't good. I now, you know, I, um, I told you before we got on, you know, I'm turning 70 on Monday. And I think ageism is something that we all have to face in ourselves too. Um, you know, I, I've been struggling with this truly, Mary Lou. I, you know, I talk about we're never too old to set another goal and dream a new dream. And, and I'm looking at 70 and I'm saying, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be 70. <laughs> and, okay, so I am dealing with my own little bit of ageism with that. And, I, and I'm working on that and saying, but 70, is, it's just another day. I mean, today I'm 69, so what's the big deal? Tomorrow I step into 70. What's the big deal? <laughs> we exactly. so much, right? But we put so much power and weight on these big numbers because I think because we still have an image of what seventy meant when our parents were seventy, and they exactly. were old. Yes, and they didn't. They didn't do what we do. They didn't jog. They didn't. You know, they smoked. They drank. Of course, you know, we do a little drinking ourselves, but. Um, we don't certainly don't smoke and, um, and they weren't healthy at age 70. I know both of my parents were very old when they were 70. So you're right. They were old. Right. And, and we're not old, you know, and I kind of resent it. I don't know how you feel, but when people say, you know, 70 is the new 50 and I go, no, 70 is the new 70 Mm -hmm. because look at how vibrant we are. I like that. I like that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this cha- the challenges that does come with another decade. So um, I know that um, when I entered my 70s, um, I knew it was just a number, but a lot of health challenges got in my way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was a runner my whole life. Well, put an X through that because, you mm-hmm. know, you can only run so much. Um, t- can you talk to me a little bit about anybody that you've interviewed or your personal feelings about those obstacles that present themselves what do you do what do you do in spite of those yeah that's a great question and you know I've had several people on that we talk about healthy aging and you know you have to eat right mm-hmm. and you stay active and have a, a good support system and all of those things and I always try to put the caveat around that of that you don't want to make people feel badly about themselves right. or shot, you know, or if arthritis has shown up, because it has, it does. And yes, we have to try to be as healthy as we can. And then we have to learn acceptance, I think, is part of it, to learn acceptance, to say, okay, so I can't run, but I can still walk. Exactly, yeah. You know, I can't hike 10 miles, but I can maybe hike a gentle hike two miles you know and right. that's okay yeah that, you know i just went to europe and um i was scared to death thinking oh i, I went by myself uh, met up with my oh, sisters wow. um uh-huh. and one thing that i learned from the trip was i i actually had to think about what my limitations were and then i prepared in advance so for mm-hmm. example you know, I knew I couldn't go on some of these strenuous tours, so I said, no, I can't do that because I researched the tours and said, you know, they were at 180 inclines for make sure you have a, you're a good, you know, you can get up these hills. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my eyesight's going a little, so I made sure I memorized all the connections that I had to get to. So I don't want to talk about, think about limitations too much, but recognizing them and getting ahead of them, I think, is probably important. Wouldn't you think that? I think that's, I think that's brilliant. You know, to know what you're, what is coming, plan ahead for it. I had a similar experience where a girlfriend had asked me to go on a, women's hike, they were going to hike up a mountain in Georgia, and they stay overnight in the lodge, and they hike back down. Well, it was a pretty strenuous hike, and I was going to be going to Costa Rica this summer. And I Mm -hmm. really thought a lot about it, and I said, you know what, I can't risk it. I cannot risk that I'm going to hurt my back, or the sciatica is going to kick in, or anything like that, before my Costa Rica trip. So thank you, but I'm not going to do it this year. And yeah, so knowing your limitations, like what you said, exactly. Yeah. So that, and it's okay. that prevented you. you know, I think it did, it did. But I think, I think where we get stuck is when we then make that a negative, you know, like, oh, see, I can't do it because I'm too old or I'm too frail or I'm too – no, 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 no. You've done a lot. And you've lived a good life. And now you're going to continue to live a good life just in a different way, you know? It's it's like when you were a baby, you couldn't have done it when you were a baby either, and it didn't bother no. you then. So. No, it didn't. <laughs> you know? Well, you so are you absolutely amazing. Yeah, you are. Um, so can you think about um, your your podcast, Hey Boomers? I'm, I just love listening to it. Uh, you always have it for everyone to be able to access and it does aim to empower our listeners with their, with valuable insights and perspectives on aging. What's what, what's the key takeaway from your podcast that you can think about? A key takeaway. I think the key takeaway is, well, I end it in two ways. I always say you're never too old to set another okay. goal, a dream, a new dream. And I also say to recognize that you are still relevant Keep your curiosity going, you know, be a lifelong learner and to have the courage, to have the courage to try new things. You know, who knew that doing a Facebook Live was going to develop into this? And for you, who knew that, oh, I'm going to write a book has developed into a a nice thing for you and your sister that you work on together and now you're doing a new kind of book. So I think... Have the courage. The courage is a big one. That's and I just look back, you know, ten years when I did retire and had nothing. The Costco scene, and they were running into <laughs> me with put those carts in my ankles. <laughs> and I, I just I look back at it like, oh, I wonder what other women do when they get in this scene. Um, I formed a small women's group, Wendy, in my neighborhood after COVID because. I go out and walk my dog, and I, I knew everybody's dog's name as we walked, but I didn't know them personally. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a kind of a senior group, but we have some very young people now that are involved in it, which is fun. Um, but, again, we talk a lot about this because there's one lady just last week said, oh, I'm done bicycle riding. My girlfriend just broke her, broke her wrist, and I'm not going to bike ride anymore. And it's the mm-hmm. love of her life. So those are the kind of mm-hmm. things you have to be really careful of, you know, mm-hmm limiting your own sphere or your world, shutting your world down before too soon. Um, That's a really good point. And what yeah. is she going to replace it with? You know, you don't just I give don't it know. up to do nothing. Because she's afraid she's going to fall. Um, 
because her friends fell. I mean, so those are kind of things to think about. You know, don't shut yourself down too much. Um, right, but, because there's, you know, there's three-wheeled bikes. There's those lower bikes that you sit on. I mean, maybe there's alternatives. Exactly, exactly. Um, what kind of exercise do you do? Well, I try to walk every day. I have a park near me, so I go over to the park and I walk between two and a half and three miles a day. Oh, my. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's Well, you know, it's a great time to listen to other podcasts. <laughs> and <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, so I listen for knowledge and for learning. People's different. You know how they do things. And sometimes I just listen to music. And I, I really do need to get back into yoga. I... Yeah, I don't do that anymore, but I really do need to get back into yoga. So your podcast, uh, in a way, changed my life. Uh, I remember being really nervous getting on there, and, you know, we had to do a lot of checks and balances and get the – and my sister had never been on Zoom before, um, so she was all panicked. But we did it, and we learned a lot just just from talking. Um, You're doing a – in my opinion, you're just doing a tremendous service to – this generation of hay boomers and, and we are getting dismissed now and then in the media. Are you seeing that? And how does that impact you and your, in your conversations with, with your guests? Well, it's they're a always question. talking. To, yeah. 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 Can you talk to it us is a great about question. That? Yeah. Because I think a lot of times in, uh, as we get older, we start to feel invisible you know, mm-hmm. what we have to say, people say, well, you know, you don't understand. You've got, you, you don't have it anymore. You're technologically not savvy and all those kinds of things. Um, but I think we, we can't be quiet, you know. Uh, and gosh, I'm going to just have to say this, Mary Lou, because, you know, I find that women particularly are the ones that are still out front. You know, we are still trying to make a change and have our voices heard. And and there was even a study about this. Men seem to t- look at retirement and they're like, okay, I've worked hard, now I'm done. And women are <laughs> saying, no, no, I'm not done. There's so much more I want to do. And so we're doing it. And that does prove out in the research too. Um, some of my students have studied this and said that yeah, that is true. The females are still in their up in their 80s and 90s, just on political agendas and making things happen in schools and in politics and in their communities. Um, and that's why it's so true. We're doing this show to, to get some of that out. And I think today the thing that I heard the most from you is that you. You were in the same position as myself. You know, we both retired. We both had great jobs. And then we said, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? <laughs> right. And, right. Right. And if there's any women out there listening and wondering, let's just do anything, right? You know, just, just right. do something. And, and Because it's really possible. That's the thing. We have to keep telling ourselves. We don't have, we don't have to be brave and do it alone. There, you know, we can ask for help, but be brave enough to say, I'm going to try this. And what's Excellent. the worst that can happen, right? What's yeah. the worst that can happen? It does. Oh, I, I live my life. What is the worst that can happen? Um, exactly. They're not going to fire us. <laughs> so, um, right? Um, and if it doesn't work, yeah. it doesn't work. See something else. It doesn't. Just in case our listeners who want to reach you after our show, how would you like our listeners to contact you? 
We're going to have your information on the web link that will go out, but do you have a, a preferred means of contact, Wendy? Yeah, I would say if they go to my website, which is hey boomer, hey h e y boomer dot biz b i z, they can find the podcast there, they can find the blogs there, or they can email me directly at wendy w e n d y at heyboomer dot biz. I'd love to Perfect. talk to them. Impressive website too, really nicely done. Thank you. Final question: How would you like to be remembered? Oh, I love that question because I think about that as far as as far as my kids and all. You know, like I want them to say, Gra- "Grandma really kept going." You know, she lived her life the the fullest and the best, and tried to make a difference in the world in whatever way she could, and she loved us. <laughs> so. Oh, so nice. Well, I'd like to say thank you, Wendy, for being our leading lady today, and a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are on an international show. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio Show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. And thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Mary Lou. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.